Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Known as the forests of the ocean, coral reefs represent an entire underwater ecosystem teeming with life. However, this ecosystem is under threat and coral reefs are disappearing. A lot is known about coral loss over recent decades, but less is known about coral loss over centuries. Researchers from the University of Queensland and Colby College in the USA have used 18th century nautical charts and compared them to satellite data to work out coral loss over a period of 240 years. I'm Michael Wheeler, and I spoke with lead researcher Lauren McLenahan, assistant professor at Colby College, to find out more. We were really interested in understanding how coral reefs have changed over time. We know a lot about coral reef change over the last several decades, but we really don't know as much about them over the scale of centuries when people started first interacting with these systems. What we did is uh, use these really beautiful early British nautical charts to look at long-term coral reef change in the Florida Keys. Can you speak to the extent of the coral loss? So we found um, that just over half of the corals that were mapped in the 1770s aren't there anymore. So some of those those reefs um, just completely disappeared. There were these areas of reef near shore that were completely eradicated by the time ecologists really started studying them. What would be some of the consequences? So coral reefs really are important for the rest of the species they support, um, as well as for the people that live near them. So they provide habitat for lots of different fish. In some parts of the world, this fish is uh, food security for island nations that depend on them. Reefs also perform the ecosystem service of protecting against storms. So they really absorb the energy that comes in with big waves, um, and then that protects the people on land from storm surges. Can you maybe speak to some of the efforts that go into coral conservation? So folks in the Florida Keys have done a lot of work to restore the actual physical reef itself by outplanting corals. We can also do things like protect the other species in that area where the coral uh, once was. So we can protect fish that then indirectly allow the coral to come back. Um, And then, of course, the biggest thing that, that we need to do is really get a handle on climate change and keep the waters from warming. Yeah, it's interesting to think that back in the day, they would have been mapping the coral because it probably would have been a nuisance to the ships. But, you know, fast forward to today, it's the opposite. Right. So these maps were made, as you said, to avoid shipwreck, and they were really essential to the expansion of the British Empire. But, you know, lucky for us, they also contain this ecological information that we can use. Um, So what can you say about the quality of some of these maps? So the British were really, um, you call it like the Silicon Valley of, of, their, of their time. They had this great ability to map the seafloor and map the coast. So the British owned the Keys for about 20 years, and they really just mapped the heck out of them. They, they made these really beautiful and precise maps. And you can see how they were looking down from their ship and actually drawing the outline of the coral itself. And when we aligned these maps with modern satellite data, in a lot of locations, they aligned just about perfectly. So the 
the precision of these early British charters was very impressive. So do you know anything about the person who made the particular map that you used? Right. So this uh, chart maker was named George Gould, and he was a cartographer for the British Admiralty for about 20 years in the 1700s. And so he was sent to map Florida, and he mapped the southern part of the Florida Keys, the lower Keys. In He finished that in 1774, um, and then he, he moved up and mapped the upper Florida Keys in 1775. Um, and my understanding is he was actually uh, taken captive um, by the Spanish, I think sent to Cuba and then sent back to England where his, his career ended. But he really, in the meantime, made these beautiful, beautiful charts that um, I think are really outstanding even among the, the British chart makers themselves. It's really interesting to think how such high-quality work done over 200 years ago is still benefiting us today. Apparently, he has a following among archivists as well because his work is just phenomenally beautiful. And he also included information on um, where the turtles nested um, and and other things that, to me as an ecologist, I find um, fascinating and and really interesting, but um, really just speak to his his skill as a natural historian as well as an excellent cartographer. So the modern problem of core loss may have more historical roots than previously thought. That was Lauren McClenahan, and her work was published this week in Science Advances.